Hi there, Paul here from First Counselling, and this week we're going to look at anger. Um, in my counselling room, I've often had clients come to me and want to talk about their anger, or want to get rid of their anger, want to discuss their anger. Um, so I wanted to look a little bit at anger and what anger is, and look at how it affects us physically, and look at how it affects us emotionally. Um, and I want to try and normalise it a little bit. Uh, quite often anger is seen as such a, a negative emotion. Um, so I wanted to explore that in a little bit more detail and look at the uh, the positives around anger as well as some of the unhelpful ways that anger can kind of control our life and be detrimental to our life and to those people around us. Um, so I... I look forward to the rest of the podcast and I hope that you do too, uh, where we'll explore anger in a little bit more detail uh, and look at some of the ways we can maybe try and manage our anger or some of the ways we can try and reduce some of the effects of anger. A definition of anger from vocabulary.com. If you're mad about something and you're not going to take it anymore, you're feeling anger. A strong emotion you experience when you think someone has done you wrong. If you want to scream and kick, you're feeling anger. Anger is a powerful emotion that people feel from time to time when someone or something frustrates or annoys them. One of the roots of anger is the Greek word ankhorn for a strangling, which is a perfect description of the way anger actually feels. And it can actually make you feel like strangling someone. But obviously, don't do that. So anger is a very strong emotion. And it usually comes about when someone feels as though something has been done to them. That some kind of wrong has been done to them. So it's something that affects the person or threatens the person's well-being or physical safety or emotional well-being. On the NHS website, in regard to anger, it tells us that anger tells us we need to take action to put something right. It gives us strength and energy and motivates us to act. But for some people, anger can get out of control and cause problems with relationships, work and even the law. Long-term unresolved anger is linked to health conditions such as high blood pressure, depression, anxiety and heart disease. It's important to deal with anger in a healthy way that doesn't harm you or anyone else. In a survey by the Mental Health Foundation, 32% of people said they had a close friend or family member who had trouble controlling their anger. Even though anger problems can have such a harmful effect on our family, work and social lives, most people who have them don't ask for help. Sometimes people don't recognise that their anger is a problem for themselves and for other people. They may see other people or things as a problem instead. Anger is different for everyone. Things that make some people angry don't bother others at all. But are things that make lots of us feel angry, including being unfairly treated and feeling powerless to do anything about it, feeling threatened or attacked, other people not respecting your authority, feelings or property, being interrupted when you're trying to achieve a goal. Anger can also be part of grief. 
If you are struggling to come to terms with losing someone close to you, the charity Cruise Bereavement Care can help. Lots of things can make us feel angry. In 2019, at the moment, uh, within the political world in the United Kingdom, people have, have very angry views around the British exit from the European Union, or Brexit, as it's more commonly known. And people have very strong emotions on either side of the fence around this. People who wish to remain in the EU are very angry towards how they feel that their votes that they cast and that doesn't qualify for them and that they feel that they're being wronged unto. They believe that the government is, is not making the right decision. They believe that the people who voted for Brexit uh, did it because they're prejudiced, because they're racist, uh, because they have difficulties and issues with immigration. People who did vote for Brexit and that are equally angry feeling that the vote that they cast and that is, is being dismissed, that they're being uh, called racist, that they're being called prejudiced, when all they did was exercise their right to vote. And it's divided families, it's divided friendships, it's divided lots of people and there's a lot of animosity and frustration and misinformation around on the internet that is fueling this anger. And people are taking this all very, very personally. Uh, and it's causing a great deal of overwhelming emotions um, within the news, within the media. This has caused uh, uh, people to, to end up uh, exploding into violence, into abusive language, uh, and, it, and it's caused such a great feeling of anger uh, around the country uh, that nothing, no matter what anyone says, uh, it seems to be causing these strong emotions. And people find it very hard to kind of control themselves. Their opinions are coming out. They're feeling very, very uh, wrongly done to. They're feeling that, they're, that their anger is justified. And we have real anger and uh, imagined anger. We have things that have been done to us and things that are happening about us and that that we, uh, we take quite personally and that affect us quite personally. Uh, and the emotion becomes very, very raw. And when we look at how, you know, our our brain interprets uh, certain things as a threat and we start to run on, on our pure emotion, on our, on our, uh, on our adrenaline and that we, we feel very, very um, frustrated. Um, and whilst people feel and experience these strong emotions of anger around great big political things such as Brexit and that they can also be over very small things which might be seemingly insignificant. Um, quite often people driving to work uh, can feel that someone has cut them in front of them in the car uh, and this can lead to great strong feelings of rage. People who have difficulty kind of regulating their emotions and, and regulating their feelings of anger can feel really personally done to they did that to me on purpose you know and 
and when I was younger I, I remember someone uh, cutting in front of me in, uh, in a car um, whilst I was driving at a junction someone cut in front of me and, and shot off and I went chasing after him in the car uh, another time again when I was younger I remember trying to find a parking space in a, in a shopping centre uh, and I found a parking space I was manoeuvring to pull into it and someone else pulled in front of me I, and they parked in and, and, I, and I looked at them and, and I made some gestures in the car of frustration uh, and they flicked two fingers up at me and the rage that I felt, I felt so humiliated and so put down by this person that I drove round, parked up somewhere else, went storming into the superstore and went looking for this person and then started challenging this person really grateful that a, a security guard came up and said you're both going to have to leave and I'd, I'd suddenly managed to stop myself and, and look at the situation and realised how this very very silly and insignificant thing had completely blown out of proportion uh, and I managed to step away and walk away from the situation but it's, it, it helps me to kind of see how quickly these emotions, these strong emotions can fly up over the most insignificant things, as well as the things like Brexit, which people take really quite personally and, and feel really affects them individually and, and really threaten their, their place in society or, or their family from a financial perspective. Um, very, very strong, very conflicting emotions. Um, that we need to be really kind of aware of and aware of our processes and how we react and respond to some of these situations. Desmond Tutu said, Before Nelson Mandela was arrested in 1962, he was an angry, relatively young man. He founded the ANC's military wing. When he was released, he surprised everyone because he was talking about reconciliation and forgiveness, and not about revenge. Whilst anger can be very damaging and detrimental to the person experiencing anger, um, because it can lead to confused feelings, it can lead to damaged relationships, uh, it can lead to uh, feelings of, of guilt and shame. I think it's really important that we also think about where anger can lead. Um, anger can often be a very violent and aggressive act. People are angry, as we've already spoken about, for a number of different reasons, from um, small personal slights to quite big uh, political ideologies. Some people use anger as a way of controlling other people. This can lead to violence. You know, we only need to look at the statistics for uh, domestic abuse um, to realize that people's inability to deal with their own emotions or to deal with their own uh, personal issues around control which might be as a result of uh, experiences that they've had or traumas that they've witnessed uh, can have a very very scary and damaging effect on other people's lives you think of a raised voice 
what a raised voice can feel like, although it's a way of kind of uh, expressing how we feel using a strong, loud voice to a child or to another person. That can be very terrifying and very frightening. And that's without a hand being raised or a weapon being used. And at the same time, in ways that people sometimes externalise their anger by lashing out at other people, um, can be psychologically very physically damaging to other people. So anger doesn't all also affect the person who is is coping with these feelings of anger or trying to uh, control or trying to um, express these strong emotions. It can also have a very, very damaging and sometimes terrifying and final uh, effect on others. It can lead to death. Um, it can lead to years of trauma and abuse, psychological and physical. And so although we can talk about it in ways um, and look at the some of the ridiculous things that maybe get us angry, the effect that that can have on other people, those closest and nearest and dearest to us, um, can be terrifying. Anger doesn't need to be a daily thing. People experiencing anger maybe only need to see one act of anger. One threat of anger. And the impact that that can have on the other person. The potential that that can happen again. Uh, can control a person uh, or can leave a person feeling terrified and scared and threatened. So whilst we're, we're talking about how a person can... Uh, learn to control these strong emotions and strong feelings, we also need to be aware about how the impact on other people can be long-lasting. Aristotle said, anybody can become angry. That is easy, but to be angry with the right person and to the right degree and to the right time and for the right purpose and in the right way that is not within everybody's power and is not easy. I guess instead of a book or a film, what I want to talk about today in relation to anger is a comic book character, perhaps the most famous angry character in the history of media, The Incredible Hulk. Stan Lee's creation of David Banner is of a mild-mannered scientist who, through a series of scientific experiments, is exposed to a gamma radiation which unlocks that primal part of all humans, that dark part, that rage, that anger. And as we've talked about previously, you know, anger is a defence mechanism, it's a smoke alarm. It's trying to save us, it's trying to keep us safe. However, within the, the Hulk, what we see is the physical manifestation of anger, of uncontrollable rage. David Banner, when being threatened, begins to change. You know, when we think of the character of Jekyll and Hyde, and that by Robert Louis Stevenson. Uh, 
Hyde, Edward Hyde is this character, this manifestation of anger and rage, of um, uncontrolled energy. And the Hulk is exactly that. This big, green, ugly monster that can't think straight, that has limited vocabulary, that is only ever able to destroy. You know, the, the lines, Hulk smash. You know, Hulk doesn't speak a lot of words. Hulk smash. He breaks things, he destroys things. And although a hero uh, within the stories, you know, he's very much um, a part of David Banner, part of the Doctor that he's trying to hide, he's trying to keep buried, he, he wants him you know, locked away inside. He doesn't want him because he's frightened, he's frightened of what the Hulk can do. In the more recent Marvel movies, um, the Hulk character is given more dialogue. However, Dr. Banner is always trying to keep the Hulk at bay. And in one of the recent Avengers movie, when they're getting to the end in the first Avengers Assemble movie, they're getting towards the end, the final scene, and Dr. Banner turns up and Tony Stark, Iron Man says, tell him it's time to suit up. David Banner very poignantly says, you want to know what gets me angry? And he says, that's simple. I'm angry all the time. And then he turns into the Hulk. It's a great film. All the stories about the Hulk are are great. I'm a big comic book fan. Um, But it's an interesting characteristic to to look at. um, Anger its physical manifestation. The great comedian Joan Rivers said, I never dwell on what happened. You can't change it. Move forward. Don't waste your energy on being angry at something that somebody did six months ago or a year ago. It's over. Done. Move forward. So... What are my top 10 tips for anger? Well, first of all, I don't think you need 10. I think you need as few as possible when it comes to anger. I think thinking about how it affects your body, so recognising what your triggers are, what are the things that that set you off, um, and trying to find ways of managing those differently or approaching them differently or changing your thinking around them. Um, and then it's about kind of managing your bodily reactions. What's the first thing that you experience? For me, it's tension. I experience a tension in my, in my fists, um, you know, and I start to feel my shoulders tensing up. So practicing relaxation techniques, you know, tense and release, tense and release, and that on a regular basis. And obviously breathing, like when we talk about anxiety, reducing our, our heartbeat, as our heart starts pumping the, the blood and the oxygen around the body, we need to reduce that. So if we can reduce our heartbeats, we can reduce the, the feelings of tension. And that's a practicing controlled breathing, either doing high-five breathing or square breathing, just regulating your breathing in a way that kind of manages you. And also, the an obvious one is, is counting. You know, the reason why I say count to ten and that is to give yourself time to kind of regulate yourself, to kind of gain a new perspective on it. You know, um, 
and being open about your feelings, you know, as well as thinking about um, anger. Anger is a positive emotion, and it's a healthy emotion. However, at the same time, and that can be directed into quite an aggressive way. So thinking about more assertive ways of telling people about how you feel is really important. So, you know, rather than saying, you made me feel this way, talking about this is how I'm feeling. When this happens, I feel like this. And quite often the feeling that is underlying the, the anger is fear, is anxiety. Um, so practicing breathing, practicing relaxation, counting to 10, identifying your triggers. These are my top tips for me. That's what worked for me. First of all, though, it's identifying the situations that trigger you and then working with that. So I've, I've taken a lot longer to kind of to post this particular podcast um, normally I've, I've been posting podcasts within a week but I've had a lot going on um, I've been quite busy so I'm probably thinking now I might start going fortnightly with my podcasts um, just so I have a bit more time to kind of do the other things that I need to do especially as the weather is changing now the weather's really starting to improve uh, so I'm, I'm out a lot more now with with my dog and with my with my family um, and doing other things to kind of improve my well-being. So it'll probably be about another fortnight before my next uh, podcast. Um, so all that leaves now is to remind you that there will be some links in the show notes to um, to give you some further reading, some further insight into uh, managing anger and, and feelings of anger. Uh, and then there will be the outro message followed by uh, a piece of music if you're listening on Anchor FM. Um, thanks very much. Until next time. <laughs>